Sandra and Okoyemi found love at a Twitter hangout. Their relationship blossomed in the DM and their close friends and families found out they were getting married on Twitter. This is their love story. I met her at the Twitter hangout in December 2017. I remember she was wearing a green dress. Um, and I told my friend that I was going to talk to her, but eventually I couldn't talk to her. She was talking to everybody else, so I just I just left it. Well, um, I didn't meet him per se at the hangouts. I mean, I saw him in passing. He was there. Every other person too was there, but I mean, I just saw him in passing. I didn't really meet him. In the hangout. No. Because you're feeling yourself now. So after the hangout, I followed her on Twitter. So, um, after the hangout, he followed me on Twitter, which wasn't surprising because a lot of people also followed, like a lot of people that were at the hangout also followed. And then I followed back and that has been it since then. Um... He started stalking me in quotes. You know, whenever I tweeted or posted a picture, he would hype me up and, you know, always coming on my tweets, coming on my pictures, you know, sending me DMs every now and again. And in my head, I'm like, who is this one? Me, I don't know you. Anyway, fast forward to um, my birthday in April 2020. He tweeted at me, happy birthday, which again was normal because I got a lot of birthday messages. He tweeted at me like, oh, happy birthday. And then went on his timeline to sub me like, happy birthday, Sandra. He didn't mention me. Happy birthday, Sandra. Sandra is so beautiful and yada, yada. And then I found it funny. Like, this guy, okay, now you have my attention. And then I went to his DM and I said, hey... Are you trying to be married? And when she came and asked if I was trying to get married, I was like, I'm available for coughing. Take me, tie me, handcuff me, leg, leg cuff me. I don't know what came over me. There was no emotional attraction whatsoever to this man. I was just catching cruise. It was my birthday where I think the pandemic has just started. You know, everyone was just doing whatever. And then I sent him a message and said, oh, hey, are you trying to be married? And then he replied immediately and said, I'm available for coughing. Take me, tie me, handcuff and leg cuff me. <laughs> like I said, I wanted to catch Chris that day. So I asked him to call me and so that we'll make it official. He did. And after the call, you know, we continued talking and texting. And then two days after the call, he asked me if I wanted to hang out, you know, at his place. Like I said, places were already shut down. We couldn't go anywhere. So he asked if I wanted to hang out at his place. I wasn't doing anything. And so I agreed. When I got to his house, the person that asked me to come and hang out at this place was not at home. When I got to his house, I got down from the Uber and then I called him like, oh, I'm outside your gate. He said, okay. And then he sent someone to come pick me up. Uh, so I, I actually went shopping for her. I told her my flatmate um, was going to you know, take her inside or pick her up. And then when she got there, my flatmate did get her inside. I found it funny. Like, you knew I was coming. I was updating you on my 
every move like oh this is where i am now and then you're not around oh well the person you know brought me the person picked me up outside and then um he took me inside his room i was just sitting on the bed there you know i didn't know what to do i was just sitting on the bed so when he got back um he said he went to buy things to cook and he went to he went shopping for me he went to buy things to cook but it was funny because we didn't even you know have the food again we eventually ordered pizza that never came and it was also one of those days where nepa decided to to be wicked you know <laughs> so there was no lights i, I didn't even have this tv either or chairs for that matter yeah he didn't even have any chain in his house there was no dstv there was no chair there was no light and when she got there the only thing we could do was to play games so we played ludo so um that day was a huge mess i was very angry my mind i'm like god i wasted my time i lived on the island at the time and i came all the way to magudo i said god i just wasted my time today look at this one doesn't even have light doesn't have chair like i beg me i'm not, this is just a waste of my time i'm not coming back here again so it was time for me to leave and then I got the ride to go back to the island. And then he saw me off to the car. And then when the guy was going to leave, he tried to peck me. My mind I'm like, come on your face for my mouth, come on your mouth for my face a big. Um I'd already told myself that I was not going to go back there again. And then um I think I forgot my muffler in his house. I forgot my muffler. And I told him, oh, I'd forgotten my muffler. I had to text him, like, I forgot my muffler. He said he was going to send a dispatch to bring the muffler to me the next day at work. There was still remote working, so we're going one day on and one day off. When he brought the muffler, when the dispatch guy brought the muffler, there was a note inside of it, a love letter. I didn't even bother to read it because with this one, I'm tired of you already. Like the first impression, the first date was it was I didn't like the first date, so I'm not even ready to pursue a relationship with with you, with him. And then, um, you know, I didn't read it. I asked him. I called him and said, "Oh, I saw a letter. I'm not going to read it. You just need to say what is inside the letter." Then he said, "Oh, he was just trying to make up for the bad first date." Oh well, Loki. I thought it was sweetcha. But, you know, I'm a hard guy. I'm hard to please. <laughs> she came around and she stayed. Actually, like, enjoyed the date. And I wanted to make sure that she had fun too. I wanted to spend more time with her. And I'm, I'm really glad that we continue talking because that is why we are here. So after she left, um, you know, like, after the first date, I texted her i called her but i just kept i just kept it constant so i was always reaching out to her i really liked it and then on the third day after the first date i got to work and there was a platter of food on my desk i was thinking i don't i'm not really talking to anyone like that that would want to send me food i didn't have any conversation with anybody about platter of food i texted him and said did you send me food he said no he didn't you know what he did he went on Twitter and went to post, whoever sent platter to my girlfriend, thank you. 
when I saw the tweet, I sent it to my friend in DM, like, what, what's, what's wrong with this boy? <laughs> Which one is girlfriend? Let him not go and spoil things for me. Which one is girlfriend? Who is this girlfriend? Anyway, I didn't tell him, though. But it was all fun and games until, you know, I started to dig the guy. I started to like him. Like, oh, okay, maybe there's something here. Let's see. Let's see. And he was very generous. He still is. He was very generous. That period, if I just tweet anything about, oh, I love this shoe. He would just say, send your account over. Let me buy this shoe for you. <laughs> there was just a lot of, you know, buying, small, small buying here and there. And I started to dig him. You know, I started to really dig him. He even bought me power bank. Remember, that's the first power bank I've ever owned because I've never had a power bank in my life. He, he bought me a power bank and he sent me money from time to time. Yes, the trick is to buy a power bank. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was just showing up for me, you know, being there and showing up. Well, there were days where she just blew me off. She wouldn't even answer me. She just air my messages and not pick my calls. And it really pissed me off. But I'm a very patient, man. I'm very persistent. You can be rude to me, you can say whatever it is I like, and I just look at you and be smiling. So, at the time, I already liked her anyway. In fact, from the first time that I saw her in that green dress, <laughs> I liked her. Um, and then, thank God for the power bank and a month of consistent win. So, I think she started to feel the boy too. And after a month, we started. I started dating her from the first day, but after a month, she started dating me back. <laughs> um, so, and one interesting thing is during the lockdown, we were together all through. Um, and I, I really enjoyed driving. So she lived far away on the island. I stayed in Magudo. So I'd leave my house by 5 a.m. and drive down to the on the island. And then I'd leave her house by 10 p.m. and get back home. So I spent so much time with her. And the truth is, this relationship has been my first serious relationship. I've been in relationships before. You know, like some of those relationships, you start out great. And after a few weeks, things just evaporate. But I was willing to be deliberate with Sandra. So... I wanted to make sure that everything worked. And I'm not surprised about where we are because she's the total package of everything that I wanted in a woman. Uh, I wanted to make things work too. Before him, I was in relationships where we weren't sincere with ourselves. The kind of relationship where you just want to be wicked to your partner for no reason. But with him, it was different. He was always present. At first, I thought he was just another guy, but around June 2020, my friends and I were moving to a new apartment and he helped us do a lot of things. Driving from Magodo to the island every day, smarting. And if it was the test, I was ready to pass it. Uh, I remember when she also, she was moving homes. I was the handyman, there's nothing I didn't do. I was the carpenter, I was the one that carried load, I was the driver. There was nothing that I didn't do. 
<laughs> my friends kept telling me sandra this man is in love with you he's showing up and showing out for you what's up that evening that we moved into the flat he got someone to clean the whole house you know moved all my stuff into my room i literally was so stunned he bought every single thing i had in that house even though i was always at his house and then we started doing the dating 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 six months in I don't remember where we were driving to and then he asked me do i look like someone that you can marry i don't know where that question came out from but i looked at him i said why, why not mind you i was already i already liked him i was already in love with him i said why not the conversation ended there but it it it, it caused like a shift in how i saw him he was no longer my boyfriend in my mind, he had already become someone I wanted to see if do life with. He had already become my fiance. And we started making decisions as a couple, wanted to get married. So I told my parents about him and they asked him to visit them in Portacot. I also remember when I was when I traveled to Portacot to meet her people, Lord knows that I thought they were going to reject me because I'm Yoruba, but it was shocking. They actually welcomed me. Her mom, I mean, her mom did say that she didn't, she didn't like the idea of her daughter marrying a Yoruba man because when Yoruba man, when Yoruba men marry women that are not from their tribe, they usually end up marrying a second wife. I told her, I told her, ah, nobody in my family has two wives. And we just laughed about it. Her dad was really excited about the cross-cultural marriage idea. You know, the man kept saying, I'm so glad, you know, that we're expanding the family even into different tribes and Sandra's family, they're very, they're very family-oriented. I met like 600 uncles and 582 aunties and it's 16 grandparents. It just doesn't make sense. Well, okay, Miss Prince found out about the engagement on social media. I posted the video on Twitter and it blew up. That's how everybody else, aside my parents, found out we were getting married. Mm. His mom was uptight in the beginning. She didn't want an Igbo girl to marry her son. How my parents found out I was getting married? Mm. Uh, my parents knew that we were planning to get married, but I didn't tell them exactly when I was going to engage her. Besides, my mom wasn't even party to the idea anyway. It took some it took some winning her over to get her from point A to point B. Um, she was really she wasn't like she was very I don't know, closed minded to the whole thing from the beginning but like she but I didn't care. Did you get like I didn't even send. I just told her like, hey, look, this is the person that I want to marry. And that's the end. And she came around. Since Sandra and I got married, I can't say like I can't say that anything particular has changed. Because we did this whole cohabitation thing. We lived together, we got married, so it really wasn't hard to settle in. Before we got married, she still had a place, but she was staying at mine. And when her rent expired, she then moved 
her things to mine. My mom would say that marriage is a closed gift. You don't know what is inside until they've given you the gift. And whatever you see inside, you just have to make do with. So from time to time, I realize that, I, you know, I can't just get angry and go to my house again. Before, if he does anything, I'm just like, I beg, I'm packing my things and I'm going. But now, I can't just get angry and go to my house again. We're not married. This here, right here, is my home. So there's this consciousness that I have to deal with him for the rest of my life. Aside from that realization, for me, nothing has changed. Let me, let me tell you about our biggest fights. You know, everybody has that one ex that refuses to just go away. So Sandra had a particular ex. Some dude. So it was a pain in my neck. So one time, before we got engaged, this dude called her over the phone. And I heard them talking about, yeah, I'm, and I just got back. And I brought some goodies. And I heard her to say, no, you brought, I'm coming to collect my goodies. And when I heard that, like, my brain just exploded. It's like, what kind of goodies are you going there to collect that I cannot give you or I have not given you? And I found it really disrespectful. And I told her, like, hey, see, if you are not going to respect this relationship, just go. And she did go. She, she left, she got angry, she packed her things inside some tiny, tiny nylon bags and then went to her house. <laughs> my box was in my house. My box was in my house. <laughs> and I, I, I trolled her for it because she didn't even have a box. She said her box was in her house, but that's okay. The worst part was that when she called later, she said, eh, God said I should call you. I said, okay. But what, what did God tell you to tell me? She said nothing. I'm like, no, like, God that told you to call me. One must have told you to tell me something because God did not tell me that you were going to call me and God did not say I should say anything to you. And it was funny, but I, I understood. She's very stubborn. She's very... Sandra is stubborn to, to death. But it was the first time that I saw that she was really willing to... She was really willing to try. When I go home, I talked to my best friend about it. She told me I was wrong, but I didn't know how to apologize. Eventually, Okwemi and I talked about it and I apologized. That was when I realized how much I loved him and how deep I had gotten into this whole thing. The best part of this relationship for me is that we are friends. That's the first thing, we are friends. So outside of romance, we can talk to each other about anything. He doesn't baby me when I'm wrong. He calls me out on my bullshit and vice versa. And I think good friends should do that for each other. Uh, apart from the friendship, I, I, I like that we complement each other. I'm very calm. She's, oh my God, you do not want to fuck with me around my wife because she will take it personal. Um, so I like opposites. I know what they say about opposites. So, like, even in our careers, I'm a creative. She's from a corporate background. Um, even we see the world is quite different, but we found a way to meet in the middle. So, she says I'm ice and that she's fire, and I think she's right. But that synergy is my favorite part of the relationship. I love that she's a free spirit. The first time I saw her, 
apart from how beautiful she was she was just like the energy she was just free with everybody and even though we were meeting each other for the first time that day it was like she was already friends i I really loved her boldness because she's so beautiful so for me it's apart from the fact that he has swag i love how present he is you know he listens he always listens to me and is always there for me i want to keep that for myself forever hmm if i were to risk this relationship i'll give it a 10 because we've always had each other's backs we always have each other's backs we don't joke with we don't joke with anything that concerns the other person i know there's nothing that can mess this relationship us we've put in so much work to make it work and we're also deliberate about putting in more work to make it work and i know that won't stop also 10 for me because we are accountable to each other and he makes me want to be better If you enjoyed listening to Sandra and Akwayemi's love life story, come back every Thursday by 9 a.m. for a new love life story. You can find a new episode wherever you listen to your podcast on. Thank you.